Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is episode number 18. Today, we're sitting down with a lot of people. Why didn't you guys introduce yourselves? We've got a lot of guests today. Hello. Hey, Jamal Browner, I'm here. You know, I don't know what to say. You don't need to raise your hands. No one can see you. <laughs> Get that on camera. It's okay. To my left, David Garcia, Big Poppy 69. Big Poppy. <laughs> Joe Sullivan and I live here. Nice. <laughs> and we're in your gym. Hey, uh, before we, you know, fully kick things off, congrats on being able to throw together Seriously. this whole event. That's nuts. That is you why know? we are here right now in Columbus, Ohio. Exactly. Um, how do you have numbers on how many people were here this weekend? Because it uh, seemed like a thousand. We were still tracking as of yesterday midday, and we were at seven hundred and thirty. I have no idea because uh, it got way busier after that, and we lost track. And we'll figure it out after. That's wild. But, not, so not unrealistic that you maybe had a, a thousand plus yeah, people come through the doors. This ridiculous. Weekend. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, well there's there's a lot of people you know who made the trip and who had committed to already being here and had nothing to do. So it's like they either had to waste their money and mm-hmm. cancel their tickets or hope that someone you know took it upon themselves to put something together. So I know for us. It was awesome. We were able to still come here, sell some merch, recoup some of the money. That was my first idea, right? When we saw within 20 minutes of being canceled, we need to find a gym. Joe now has a gym. Let's hit up Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you were you were number two to hit me up. Who was the first? Nick Robson, Live Large. Yeah. Because like he, he texted me and he's like, I'm calling you. Phone starts ringing. How big is your gym? 6,000 square feet. And he's like, I'm going to be down tomorrow morning. When, when are you going to be up? And I'm like, I can get here at 7. We meet at seven and we hammered this whole thing out in like four hours. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. And you had a pretty star-studded lineup of people lifting. Yeah. You know that was cool. Yeah, uh, a lot of people who are going to be in the cage. Jamal mm, deadlifting yeah. way too much as usual. It it, it gets old. It gets old. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you <laughs> watch that, con- yeah, that conventional video you just put up. I'm in the background. I'm like this. It, like, what, was su- it eight hundred? Surprise, surprise! He can deadlift. Like wow, <laughs> we all know this. Oh, you, I, mean, what, I haven't posted a conventional down for anyone in a while, yeah, so no one yeah, knows what I can do. Yeah. So, what did you hit? Eight hundred, and I did seven hundred for six. Well, you, and you've mm-hmm. also done eight fifty conventional too, right? Yeah, in the past. Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't know about people who pull sumo. It's like usually they can also do a big weight conventional. Yeah, I'm made for the except Steffi Cohen. Yeah. Nah, Steffi, Steffi deadlifted in that. She did the CrossFit total uh, a year ago, and in the middle of the CrossFit total, she, you had to do uh, strict press max. Squat, uh, max. squat max deadlift max is one other thing all you all in 12 minutes and uh you deadlifted 400 pounds the conventional i mean yeah but that's not that good it's not great it, compared to max. it's still I mean, good it's still good it's still pretty fucking good yeah but hey what what's the next milestone for you because on, after a thousand why don't we introduce who these three people are who, who, the, who sure, the hell yeah, is yeah. joe sullivan who the hell is jamal browner <laughs> tell me your accolades oh, and your achievements well, I mean, I recently. Why are you qualified to be on the Hybrid Unlimited podcast? <laughs> I mean, I Get recently on. became the 242 all-time total record. And where uh, did you do that at? Hybrid Showdown. Was it the best? One of the best <laughs> you've been to? Better. The better. Showdown, really? Really? Nah, baby. Yeah, Fuck yeah, that makes me happy to hear. Hell yeah, that's fun. I'm glad I did the full meet and y'all didn't have the deadlift only this time. So yeah, yeah. Where, where do you go from here? I feel like once you deadlift a thousand, what's next in your sights? Two thousand. I mean, it's <laughs> a long way. <laughs> No, nah, I don't know about that. But I mean, I've like recently became like a total lifter. So I've been focused yeah. on the squat and the bench as well. The squat so. and bench are both blowing up as well. So if I can know? fix those two, um, I believe 2300 in September is possible. So 851K, um, everything just has to go as planned. So I, I mean, it's possible. So that's nuts. Ludicrous. 
What'd you squat at the showdown? 771. It didn't look that hard, right? No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. First attempt was kind of sketchy, but then after that, it kind of got easier. That's so. wild. Joe, you want to give us your, your full intro? Uh, Joe Sullivan, powerlifter. I don't know. I've been doing this way too goddamn long. But <laughs> as of as of April uh, this upcoming year, I'll literally have been competing over half my life, which is kind of wild. Wow. How old were you when you started? In powerlifting. 13 in powerlifting. Wow. Yeah, dude. I, 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 OG. I, I live in pain all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Life but, um, is pain. Yeah, <laughs> it's still fun, though. But yeah, I've been competing for a very, very long time. I'm probably one of the only people that has hit a, an 1,000 pound total PR because my first total was 1075 at 275 in single ply in US uh, in the USAPL. Um, and best total ever is 2132 at 242, uh, 2006 in sleeves. Hopefully going to make that a little bit better at the showdown uh, where Jamal's competing next, I believe. Um, the showdown in Buffalo or whatever, wherever the fuck that that is. What's uh, up with that? They took my name. Dude, I don't know. There, <laughs> I was showdown no first. But you know what? There's, well, no, there's like, only so many powerlifting names yeah. of me. Right. I disagree. I disagree. If, if you see, like, I look back, I'm like, I think that I think that Jesse Burdick has some kind of showdown meet, but stopped doing it a while ago. And mm. I'm like, okay, there's no big name meets called the showdown. Let's go with the showdown. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like yours is the hybrid showdown. That, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you can throw yeah. you can throw hybrid in front of pretty much anything, and then get away with it. We just make it our own that way. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, you can you can basically go with you can call it something open, something mm -hmm. showdown, mm -hmm. something meet. Yeah. It's yeah. like I don't know. There's not that many. So yeah. No hard feelings. <laughs> uh, and David, I do a little bit of everything. Uh, coaching. Powerlifting, strength and conditioning, um, collegiate, high school, football. Uh, You're like me. We're not the athletes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, was I an athlete at some point? Maybe was. Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of college ball and uh, got into powerlifting heavily. Been coaching it now for about a decade. Been a meet director through USAPL and been doing that for about half a decade now. So... Yeah, heavily, heavily involved with a lot of different things. Got to host the USA Powerlifting Ray Williams Classic at a hybrid performance method gym last year. Yeah, that's, when we, first, that's when we first started talking first, about things. Yeah, yep. that was so. crazy. I wasn't there because I was stuck in Canada, but uh, I saw all the you pictures saw the and packed. videos. You saw how Damn. packed it was. That was full. It was, was really it. cool to bring something a little bit different yeah. to Florida. Mm -hmm. how Florida traditionally runs USAPL meets since they only have certain meet directors who are pretty old school. Done it a certain way. Always kind of do it a certain way. So having David come out and do yeah. that was something pretty cool for Florida. We got a lot of good feedback on that. Yeah, just, it was great just like the showdown. Great. People, People love it. it was the best USAPL yeah. meet they've been to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. So it was a, it was a big hit, and we're excited to uh, do the Vice City this year. We're gonna yeah. bring another. Cool that's around the, that's around the same time. Same that the time, end was, of June. Right? Yeah. We're gonna come back to a Hybrid Performance Method Gym and and hit it up with another great local USAPL meet. So what do you think is uh, the differentiating factor between our meets and the rest? I think atmosphere, people, crowd involvement, music. Uh, I personally like that that smaller atmosphere. Like I don't like going into like a lot of the USAPL meets in Florida are literally like in basketball arenas. You know what I mean? And it's just so huge and open and cold. You know what I mean? Like being in a gym, the atmosphere of our gym, the atmosphere of the people that are around and involved, you know, 
I think that kind of separates things. It's. I feel like our gym is the right size for a powerlifting crowd. Yep. For uh, a meet like that, because like it's like the whole grid league thing, right? When they rented out Madison Square Garden for their opening yep. event, it's like cool. You could have yeah. five thousand people in attendance, and the place is still going to look like a graveyard. Yeah. So it's like you kind of need that a little bit of intimacy, mm-hmm. just a big enough space that people aren't on top of each other when they're warming up. And yeah. Stuff like, like that. I mean, sure. how did you feel? The warm up room was pretty solid, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I had plenty of room to do what I need to do, and like people kind of. <clears throat> Since Trevor was like kind of handling me, he had his guys like move guys, people out of the way, make sure to warm up. Yeah. Uh, like Rack was well, that's key having a good like so. having a good handler, right? So yeah, someone's not afraid to freaking kick someone. So butt. he made sure I was getting in there, getting my warm ups in. So yeah. it did. good. It was easy. And then that that atmosphere, just go watch that video of your deadlift. How Still people just crazy. crowd around and just like hovering everywhere. I like didn't hear anyone. St- yeah, I bet. <laughs> so it was I like before it. you were lifting? Tunnel so vision, When dude. I was getting ready, like I was like tunnel vision. So only person I heard was Trevor in my ear telling me my cues. He was like, because like he knew like I'm like super calm when I lift. And like everyone's screaming like they're like back did, here like did you, raising their hands. Could you hear everyone going, let's go browner? I heard that, but then I put my headphones on. So I was just wow. trying to chilling. And like afterwards and I seen the video on Juju Mufu's video, I seen you talking, uh, and someone else was like talking and I didn't hear anything that was going on. I was just kind of like in the moment, like after I lifted it and put it back down, that's when I heard everything. So it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. I felt like it was like given that that environment, it was literally impossible for you to miss. Like I was already I was already celebrating for I you. I wanted to like do a fifth attempt. I was like, if I could put a thousand on it. Hey, WRPF gives fifths, right? Should have let him, huh? Making an expo lift. No, but we're we're constantly trying to push push the the bar of what meets should look like and what the experience should be for spectators and uh, athletes. Yeah. Well, we just need more young blood in the sport, you know? We need, like, a gray hair test when people come in. Because yep. <laughs> what, what was the meet where, where uh, the judges were – one of the judges fell asleep? In their big comfy chairs. I think it might have been a USAPL meet. We don't need to get into the specifics of it, but yeah, I, I like that uh, powerlifting's kind of starting to get an overhaul in yeah. that sense. Now you get more young people involved, and I think maybe just the you know the time that we're in with social media and all that stuff, it's just making it more accessible for everyone. So for sure, one of one of my biggest goals, at least with the meets that we're going to start putting up more often, is um, unifying the sport a little bit more. You know, I think there's too many federations. That's that's a problem that we've seen in powerlifting uh, for a, a while now. There's too many feds and there's too much separation between all of us. Um, so I think we need we need we need to unify it somehow, either by creating events that everyone should be that should be central to everyone for everyone to train at. We should be including both tested and untested federations. Um, that's That's been one of my biggest goals last, I think not last year, the year before for the hybrid showdown, the one that we did that, that lift only. I mean, I, I want it so bad to have IPF lifters oh, there. absolutely. And, but we, we weren't able, we weren't able to have to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky with uh, IPF because they're very vague, you know, yeah. they're like, well, it could go either way, you know, it depends who sees it and who gets upset about it. But then at the end of the day, like for the high level lifters, it just isn't worth it for them to to risk it at all. And But then you have things like, for example, what we're going to be throwing, the Kratos and the Arnold. And it's like I had to ask David about that. It's like, OK, well, we're going to have three different stages. One stage may, may very well have banned lifters or people that IPF lifters can't be associated with. The other stage is going to be USAPL. Yeah. It's like, so that, okay, so that's okay. Because that's what happens at the Arnold. So yeah. As long as they run it as two separate. 
platforms. But but and then meets, people yeah. say that they can't be, you can't even be lifting in the same room as them. It's yeah, like, isn't that technically one mind. big ass room? And at the end of you the know day, what I mean? It's it, it's not an actual rule. It's more of people's opinion, and that's, that, that's that when things get twisted. Wrong. And exactly, and I don't like it. So uh, I am happy to be heavily involved with you guys to where you're trying to unify and put strength sports all on the same platform. Yes, they're not necessarily competing against each other, but they're under the same roof. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes a difference. And that is what puts strength sports together, right? Mm -hmm. So whether it's weightlifting, whether it's powerlifting, whether it's tested or untested, I don't give a damn. At the end of the day, put strength sports together under the same roof, right? And similar to the Arnold, but I think Kreda's going to do it in a very much more special way yeah yeah i'm excited about it and i think i think there's more companies who are all you know getting on board with that too a lot of companies that were uh you know predominantly uh untested Mm -hmm. like favorites like even like slingshot you know they're paying to have uh, all their stuff approved by the ipf and you're just seeing way more crossover now and it looks like everything's moving in the right direction absolutely i I hope it is i mean we're a usapa or uspa and usapl gym you know we we have i think most of our our competitive membership is actually USAPL. It is. And it's funny because it's a misconception. Someone in in the USAPL was like, oh, aren't they mainly just all untested people? Why do they want to have a USAPL meet at their gym? Well, actually, we have like half the college that freaking trains at our gym. Yeah, FIU. The whole FIU powerlifting program is out of I would say 70-30. 70 untested. It's just that maybe maybe publicly it seems like uh, we have more untested athletes because those are the guys like putting huge lifts that are getting reposted and and, and competing with us and and competing with us you know if they're yeah if they're traveling with steffi and stuff you're gonna get a little bit more exposure but yeah i think it's all going the right way do you have any involvement with us apl we haven't done any of that yet but just the way you were talking about how it's sort there seems to be a little bit more crossover and people are more willing to cooperate with one another Mm -hmm. i've actually just been recently sponsored by sbd as an athlete there you go proof, proof positive you know because i it, it's great equipment and I support like just there. Re- those guys are really trying to treat it as or try to trying to make it more a professional sport, not just a hobby that people do. Mm-hmm. And just because of their so yeah. have like deep connections to the IPF, they've yeah. been very wary of branching off mm-hmm. into anything else. But uh, it seems as though like whether it's new leadership or new ideas or just the way things are trending these days, they're a little bit more willing to do that. And it's just I think it's a really exciting time to be in, you know, because you guys are trying to do this with uh, the Kratos Expo. And honestly, like this kind of gave me a little a little bit uh, like the event this weekend even as impromptu as it was we had usapl lifters we had usapl world record holders in here lifting training doing exhibition lifts just doing impromptu bullshit mm-hmm. and then we had untested lifters doing the same thing and we had people that generally wouldn't be hanging out with one another or around one another doing that you know and that that's a good thing in my opinion you know and it's 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 really something that we should all all strive for or you know just hope so yeah yeah i mean if 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 the goal is to make the sport more and more mainstream then you can't have that huge divide Mm -hmm. you can't have 50 percent of people pushing one agenda and 50 pushing the other you kind of need to be unified to make it happen and i get it there's there's certain rules and there's certain protocols and in whatever federation you compete in just just follow those rules and follow those protocols but it doesn't mean you have to divide these this sport 
the actual sport of the, as a whole. So and yeah, that's why I appreciate you with everything you're doing, especially this whole week. You you saved the Arnold. I don't think you understand that. I don't think you've comprehended you that. Weekend. Yeah, you saved Hero. the Arnold. Yeah, Joe. So Dude, I'm just having you, I'm just having a good time. You just opened up a yeah. big door for everybody. It was well, awesome. As soon as it was announced, I literally uh, got because I, I have Eric Schwartz's phone yeah. number, and he's a for I think the former marketing director or something for Am- Animal, and yeah. I just reached out to him and I was like, bro. Give me some fucking phone numbers, like right now. <laughs> no, you're not there anymore. Know, give me some. Uh, I'm like, I know you know these fucking people. Like, give me their phone numbers because I want the cage in my gym, like right now. Let's do it. Like, don't fucking cancel shit. Let's do it. And he got back to me, and I was just rabidly reaching out, and I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make let's make something happen. Just just because I didn't want I like like Annie. If she, I don't know if she's still in here, but she flew over from Australia, and she had a fucking panic attack because like she. Uh, when it was first announced, first of all, I couldn't believe that we made it through the weekend and it was announced two days out on Tuesday. That yeah. just seems like it was one day yeah. before setup day, right? Poor yeah. fucking one planning, day before setup. But she was just freaking out because like so many people have already sung so much money, travel costs uh, and uh, shipping, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever costs went into it. And I just I just didn't want to be like, oh sorry you know Mm -hmm. you know there was some something that we could do and it's everybody was like oh just thanks for this entire weekend has said thanks for doing something thanks for doing something and it's the way i always look at things it's like well somebody has to and if you have like if you have an if if you have the ability to do something that's going to help another person you have an obligation to do so so I think that's a great approach. Thank you, John, man. Yeah, Yeah, honestly. Thank you for being here. I'm having a good fucking time, man. That's (laughs) all I'm trying to do. No, that's great. What's uh, what's next for you guys? Are you still uh, writing with Elite FTS? I'm still a columnist. Uh, I'm not a sponsored athlete or a sponsored coach anymore. Just getting into more of like a personal growth role you know um but i'm still writing for him still put put articles out just doing my own thing a lot more because i have this and i haven't been able to make it out there it's like a 35 minute drive ish from here but i just i've been pretty much living here like i slept here last night and it's just kind of <laughs> kind of busy but I'll, I'll make it back out there one of these days you know i i uh ranson ranson lee he, he was lifting i think he's still lifting right now but he was telling me how cool it was that he was able to have a conversation with dave and it's it's easy to when you're around someone so often you either begin to like not uh not just expect it, but it's just, it's just your normal, and you don't realize how special that is sometimes, you know. Yeah. And I I don't ever want to get like that. I always want to see and feel like how privileged it is to be around. Like Dave is one of the greatest humans on the planet. Like he's he's a good dude, you know. Like I can't say enough good things about that man. So, yeah, that's awesome. It's funny how you say that. You definitely get desensitized to things like that when you're around people all the time. We see it at our gym with Steffi all the time. You know, no one. Almost none of our actual members are like asking you for help or advice. And then you have people who are like flying from across the the country (laughs) or the world to come get a training session with her. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you guys all know she's here every day, right? (laughs) You got some problems. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it's totally true. How about you? You got your prepping for the showdown meet. What about it? Is that your next meet? Is that yeah, your yeah, next yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, duh. duh. Yeah. It's the only one on the on the radar. And that's the one where you want to go 8, 5, 1K? Yeah. That's disgusting. That's something. In sleeves, too. In sleeves, yeah. Have you ever tried wraps before? I've tried it. And most I've done is like 680. I didn't like it. It was so. uncomfortable. Just didn't feel like I could it's, grip. But you know what? It's, it's one day you got to try to slap them on, I think you need to start with light wraps. It's I mean, all, what, what did, don't what have Gary fear wrap your knees. I 
Mark Bell sent me like a whole bunch of free stuff, so I just used what he sent me. What, uh, what color of wrap? They were red. Uh, those, blue, blue. Yeah. Blue, well, blue well, the blues first. are lighter, but the but reds are saying. super light anyway. Like what? the. <laughs> did you wrap yourself, or did somebody wrap you? Someone wrapped me. I yeah, did see. myself for like two sets, then he wrapped me for like a top single. See, I, I feel like when you first start in wraps, it's. I don't know. I don't want to say like, oh, you have to do this, but I think it's helpful like wrapping yourself because you kind of can feel how tight it's going to be and you can sort of prepare, like get used to the tension. But mm -hmm. I also think like rap squatting is kind of going out the window is more raw. Um, I don't think so. I think it's I quite the opposite. It's the yeah, opposite. I think it's the opposite. Well, for me, I, I, I don't know how to explain. Like, <laughs> Jamal's I, just like, what fuck are you trying to say? Else. I consider myself like a USAPL lifter. Like that's the way I train. Sure. Like I train like high volume all the time, SPDs, high frequency. frequency. Yeah, yeah, and like guys like Joe, he doesn't. I don't know if he does that anymore, but he started doing uh, uh, knee sleeves now. So mm -hmm. I see him training more knee sleeves than anything. I don't see him in wraps. I see him training wraps because I thought he was gonna do something in the cage. Uh -huh. But that's, what? do you prefer well, sleeves? Typically, in off season, you would do a lot yeah. more sleeve training because you don't you don't need that necessary uh -huh. overload all the time. Right, but I mean, build up your raw squat. It'll transfer over to your wraps. Only squat. way I would do wraps is like if I would someone like, hey, put money in on for you and Yuri, and I would compete against them. But mm -hmm. that's the only time I would do anything like that. See, and that and that's the thing. Like it's, I, I'm I the think type you of guy. Do that. Yes, agree. But <laughs> but I'm like I don't I don't. I don't prefer one or the other. Like, I think wraps are fun because they're fucking stupid. Like, it's, it's just additional <laughs> gear and it lets you lift more weight. So it's yeah. fun, you know. Um, but it's about the competition. Like, I'm doing sleeves because you're doing sleeves and Kaylor's doing sleeves and Jeremy Avila's doing sleeves and Josh Lentz and all the other two, two 220s you're that you're are going to be fucking... picking the category yeah, based on where the you know, best like competition if, is. If somebody said, like, we're all going to do a competition where the rules are, we have to close our eyes while we, while we lift or something. <laughs> like, $100,000 around the line. I'm like, fuck yeah, all right. I'm going to start wearing a blindfold. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 also, it's also a huge learning curve. Like, when yeah. Steph first started uh, in wraps, it's a skill. She, her, her sleeved squat and wrap squat were practically the same she just put them on because at the u.s open everyone's wearing them maybe it gave her literally like, what like five ten pounds at the time yeah like saying. nothing like nothing dude and then Cute. practiced practiced kept using them kept using them and it added 60 pounds to her squat so yeah i mean 60 70 maybe even 70 over your raw squat you've done 235 in wraps uh -huh. and, and you've 205 done in 205 in sleeves or 200 yeah. 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 30 kilo so, difference yeah. Yeah. Six, 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 pounds. Six, six, six pounds like Kevin Oat was my biggest competition and he's he was number one in 242 so I took his record him. I mean he's doing the showdown as well if he comes back healthy I don't know if he's going to do 242 or not Kev yeah. What did he say? He told us something about. He, what he, he said was he's two forty two. He said he wants to do two twenty again eventually. I think. Right. But he just said he got sick and he's down to like two hundred thirty eight pounds. You know he made those big cuts. So I don't know if he's he said he's at his training weight. So I don't know if he's doing it for the money or he's doing it for competitiveness. So it, I don't know. Interesting. I feel like I, I've like pushed a little bit more towards wraps recently just because my knees feel so much better yeah. not having to take the full load mm -hmm. of, of mm -hmm. the weight in the bottom. I've always had the worst patellar tendonitis and being able to switch to wraps. It's like, yeah. now I can, like we were talking about earlier. I used to have to, before we went to movies and stuff, like I went to the movie theater, I would literally go on the website and book the handicap seat just so I could sit there with my legs extended. <laughs> extended and tell so bad. Yeah. And it that's got to my the point, life, dude. That's my life. Oh my God. I was, I was lit. And I just thought that was regular life. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's totally normal. I lift. Everybody's like that. But it's Hold like, on. There's a question I want to ask, David. Oh. What's up? 
what are I, I want to try to understand yeah. uh, USAPL's perspective as far as like uh, where they see the future of the sport and why they're making it so difficult to 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 do these types of collaborations or or making the sport more inclusive like because like you said there's some rules that are written and that need to be followed which I totally understand but yeah. then there's there are some rules that are subjective like depending on the, the person mm -hmm. and that I don't understand like when we threw the showdown or the deadlift showdown a couple of years ago that that we were supposed to have five or six um, IPF lifters yeah. there. Mm -hmm. And some who traveled far, like uh, Isabella. <clears throat> we had a whistleblower like, what, five days before? Yeah, no, less, <laughs> like three yeah. days. Like, we, they were already there. We had, we had there. some guy who just messaging all the top lifters who are coming to our meet, just being like, hey, by the way, you shouldn't do the meet. And they're and like, why? Like we're not breaking any rules. And the guy would be like, well, I don't know. Maybe someone's going to say that that wasn't allowed. No, yeah. in, you know? Who is that guy? Drop the name. That's why I, I want you to drop the name. No, 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 no. man. No, I did. We're not he knows who he is. But, um, they can't lift with me. You know we literally made it unsanctioned primarily because of that. Because we thought, it's okay, there's no sanction, there's no banner. And it was in the parking lot of our gym, dude. Yeah. Like it was an unsanctioned expo style lifting. So it was literally just a, a fun lifting party. Yeah. And it, it was a deadlift only. In the too. parking yeah. lot of like the gym. Yeah. That's like we took it outside. Like, oh, I know. I saw, that I saw the videos and pictures. Right. I think to answer your question, and I can't speak for all of USA powerlifting, but what I can say is that there's certain people across the federation, whether it might be a lifter, whether it might be someone in charge or whatever, that they like to have their own opinion and twist things around, right? And it happens a little too much and a little too often. Uh, and I don't think it's just USA powerlifting. I think it happens in other federations. I agree, it does. But it does. It does. I, I think people need to really learn the rules and once again, go back to what's the actual protocol to make sure they're doing things correctly. Um, do I believe that certain things are stopping for certain things to actually come together and, and be made the way you want, you guys want to do it. Um, no, I, 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 I think we're in 2020. I think we're finally realizing that we can all be under the same fucking roof. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And once again, we were taking a huge step forward this year, uh, not just with USA powerlifting, but with other federations and with other sports, whether it's strongman, weightlifting, whatever, even CrossFit's under the same roof and a lot of the expos we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I think that door is opening for, once again, all of string sports be under that same roof and all different athletes from all different federations from all over the world to be under the same roof. So do you think, do you think some of the resistance in the past has been, uh, because of you know the basically the dreams some people in the IPF have for it to be an Olympic sport. Yes, absolutely. You're you're 100 correct on that. And I think once again it, it comes back down to that dream of trying to go down the road of the IPF trying to be in the Olympics. It's still a distance away. Uh, whether it happens or not, I can't tell you that. I, I can't answer that. That's that's still a long ways from here. But um, yes, I to answer your question, I, I do agree with that. I honestly can't see that happening, with, especially yeah, with Olympic weightlifting being taken out of yeah, the Yeah, weightlifting is Olympics almost getting taken care of. Out, so I can't even see powerlifting unless they're trying to switch it, which I highly doubt it. But... <laughs> 
Yeah. You might be able to speak more on it on an IPF level. Yeah. How, how common, as you can see in Olympic yeah. weightlifting in the U.S., not so common, but internationally, it's extremely common for failed drug tests. And yes. that's why they want to take Olympic yes. lifting out of the sport. How common is it in the IPF slash USAPL? It's very common. It's it very is common. very common. Um, the, so I don't know if you go to like you run meets, you have correct. to perform. So drug tests. we actually have to perform. So here's our protocol. Every meet, whether it's a national meet, whether it's a local meet, regionals, doesn't matter, or IPF, you have to drug test 10% of the participants, right? Mm-hmm. How you decide those participants doesn't really matter. So if you break a record nine times out of 10, you're going to get tested. If you place first nine times out of 10, it happens. You might get last. So it's not you, it's not random, though. Is it? A, yeah, there is random. Yeah. He, no, but, he, David will just sit down at the end of the meet and you yeah. will have to select 10 people. Yeah. I'll just select 10 people, whoever it is. But it's totally at your discretion. Correct. Yeah. So okay. it's not like, oh, I I think I should drug test him because I don't like him or something. No, it's not like that. But it it's could just, be. But could you do that? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once again, I wouldn't do that. Right. Because sure, you sure, have sure, of course. 10%, you just have to fill it out. So if you have 100 people competing, okay. you got to test 10 people for sure. Um, so who it is, it doesn't matter. It's at the end of the day. So Dan Green just signs up for a USAPL meet and shows up. <laughs> he getting, he's getting tested. I guess it depends on the meet director, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> he could break all kinds right. of records. Yeah. And if his, slip, if his buddy's slip, the meet director, he might bills, yeah. slip a couple bills. Huh? <laughs> so, so for you yes. uh, as a meet director, how often, because uh, it's on a local level, bigger level meets that you, you run, for sure. how often do you see failed tests? Um, at the local level? At a local level. So let's talk about you, a local your level, level. From what you experience. Yeah, yeah. From a local level. <laughs> let's say I host three meets out of the year. Say each meet is about a hundred people. Honestly, that's three hundred. So let's say maybe only one, possibly two tops. It's actually not as much as you think, right? Sure. Once again, it's only ten percent, right? Um, but also, it's a free. Now here's the other a local weekend warrior Correct. who has yeah. other options, and they're instead going uh, here. Let me, doing this. let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. There's a guy who. Not gonna say his name. I probably know this I'm, story. I'm not going to say when it was, but he got asked to get drug tested, right? And you have the option of saying no, right? But if you, you say no and refuse to take the drug test, you do get banned for a short period of time. Jeez. And it's one of those things like, okay, you're supposed to be lifting in this federation. You chose to lift in this federation. You're supposed to follow protocol, and now you're deciding not to follow protocol, right? Mm-hmm. So they they did get banned. Um, they actually stepped away from the drug test. Like, they were asked in person, in public, hey, we need to drug test you. Can you fill this paperwork out? And then let's go to the bathroom. And he actually just shook his head, took his stuff, and left right after the meet. Wow. So then it, the referees came and told me what happened, and they had to, uh, unfortunately... Ban the lifter. Ban the lifter. How, how long is that ban relative to I, a positive I can't tell test? you. I don't, I don't even two know years? off the top of my head. Two years. So it's um, shorter, right? Because it's four for a positive test. It was like test. his first powerlifting meet. It's, it's tricky. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I got, so when I got banned, they said if I would have said I took it, but I didn't. Yeah. So I tried to fight it. So since I tried to fight it, I got four years. But if I said huh. yes, I would have got two years, hmm. which is, but I still had to pay a 2,000 euro fine either way, which is stupid. So That's steep. So yeah, I, <laughs> I run like an email myself. Like they had a yeah. whole I, like like lawyer team. Like they wrote like a, like four or five page document to me explaining wow. everything. Did you have legal help? No, it, it was, was just, just you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's tough. 
so I'm, I'm i'm 21 22 fighting like like lawyers like real people like, yeah I, I don't know what to do <laughs> and they already drained your bank account with the fine true yeah you couldn't put no, that towards I, a lawyer i didn't pay the fine so oh i'm not paying that shit. <laughs> so how does that, that work that's only if you come well, back that is correct yeah. and i'm not coming back yeah so yeah all right that's pre- that's pretty wild though yeah so once again it goes back to that whole thing i keep saying just if if you know you're supposed to compete in a certain federation just fought, compete in that federation that you feel is sure. right for you right if you're just trying to cut corners that that's when it becomes tricky for you and it can make you look like an idiot and it, may, it can make the federation like get sure. on, on your ass and stuff like that and and i think that's why usapl sometimes gets a bad rap for that is because they get on people about this but I mean, yeah, it, it, we're in a cool position in powerlifting where you yeah. have the opportunity to make that decision. Correct. Of which federation you'd like to compete in. And even within yeah. untested, there's all sorts of different uh, rule books mm-hmm. for, you know, different feds. So it's you really get a lot of choice that you don't Correct. get in other sports like Olympic weightlifting, for example. The option is like take drugs and maybe, you know, go to the Olympics or win the Olympics mm-hmm. or don't and be like, you know, a local meat legend either way you're still having to compete in that one federation so it's like it's kind of unfair especially when you have other other countries where they're just literally their government is funding their drug protocols Mm -hmm. and helping them pass you know tests it's 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 not even playing field but i think uh on the powerlifting side you see a lot less of that because because of the option which is pretty cool steffi um yeah i wanted to talk about training Ooh. What about it? What about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'd like to hear, and I'm sure a lot of people would like to hear how Jamal's training kind of looks because they see him how he trains on Instagram. And like what he was saying earlier, he very much trains in like a USAPL style, which you don't see as often in untested powerlifting and guys moving very heavy loads like he does because mm-hmm. people manage fatigue differently, right? You're an so, untested powerlifter that identifies as a tested powerlifter. <laughs> <laughs> but is also moving loads of an untested yeah power lifter and fatigue levels and fatigue management you know being pretty high how are you how are you able to manage fatigue with such higher frequency considering you keep getting stronger you're getting stronger you think your body's just so adapted to that style of training sort of kind of i mean i've been doing well, like let's let's start by saying what is your frequency of training look like in a week i bench four days a week squat three times and i deadlift twice okay damn so it's, a, it's lot. a lot yeah. but you know, some of those days i might do a rdl so Sometimes you can say it's three days a week of deadlifting. So it depends. Um, but for me, doing it doing it that way, but then like training smart, like I might not, sometimes I mess up and I overshoot, but I'll go and do the weight again. Like I don't show those things about my training. And sometimes like if the top set is too heavy, I cut off two or three back offsets and not even do it. And I just focus on accessories. So, I mean, there's parts of my training that I don't show. And, and I mean, you don't show everything on Instagram. Like most of people don't know I fell lifts. I fell lifts all the time. I fuck up. I mean, everyone fucks up. So what, what do you attribute that to? Just your fatigue management or just regulating what your load should be for the day? Because a lot of people argue you really shouldn't miss a lot of reps in training, maybe right at the end of your peak, you know, here and there. I mean, sometimes it's like... I ego lift. I mean, I know everyone egos lifts. Like I see something on Instagram. Like I have friends in the USAPL. Like Michael say he almost deadlifts like seven hundred pounds. I said the day you deadlift seven hundred pounds, I'm deadlifting a thousand. Like he's one hundred and sixty three pounds. Like I'm two two fifty right now. Like right. there's no way you should be nowhere near close to me. And like some of those guys bench more than me. I'm like I feel like I should bench more than you. Like, right. So it's like it's one of those things where 
I can see people getting stronger and it helps me get stronger. So it pushes me to push myself because I train alone. I don't train with anybody. Like I, no one can say, hey, put more weight on the bar. Only I can tell myself that. So I kind of sometimes overshoot, but I'll still like drop the weight back down, get my mind right and do, do my set. Do so so it's just you're, you're taking like a, a program that you're getting from your coach and then you're just adding a little bit of auto-regulation. No, it's, it's so all RP, regulation, all RP. RPE based. It's all RP. Yeah. So okay. sometimes like I used to just do RPE, like everything was RPE and I wasn't really pushing myself to be the best I can because I don't know if you like follow like, like, like Russ Wall. Mm. He'll do a top set of like, 65 at an RP of 6 but he always backs down to 585 or 545 or 495 for me like my coach has percentage based drop off so no matter what I'm going up in my back off work every week so I'm never dropping back down to a certain way I'm always pushing it so oh, that's interesting yeah so, so your total volume is always going, going up. up so and he tracks all my volume so for your meet I did a in like in training like peak so I peaked like eight weeks and I did like a testing session training. I did 2190 in the gym. And that was after being up since 4.30 a.m. Like my schedule was kind of hectic. I was waking up at 4.30 a.m. I had to go to Georgia State. Was I was I was interning there. I was doing a strength and conditioning with the football team. So I would do that. Then right after that, I'd go to class like 11, 12 o'clock, be in class for two hours. Then right after that, I'd go home, eat some food, then get ready to go train. I trained for like two or three hours. By six or seven, I was heading home, eat, had to study. Then that thing, I'm repeating it again. So I was averaging 25 hours of sleep a week. Fuck. I, was, I wasn't sleeping much and I was. Not ideal. So yeah, it, it wasn't. That was leading up to the meet. That was, the that was most of the prep. Wow. Was your prep leading up to uh, all time so record total? The week, sick. a week out, I told my guys, the guys at uh, Georgia State, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't recover from my workouts. I'm really tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm falling asleep in class. Like some days I didn't even want to go to class. Like I had priorities I have to focus on. So I told him like a week out, like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, okay. So I didn't show up anymore. Uh, ended up that week. I got more sleep, more rest. I was able to eat more. And I guess me training in a bad state for 16 plus weeks was then like a week out. I, I was completely refreshed. I didn't have to... <clears throat> really focused on getting my food and sleeping. I had plenty of time to do everything I needed to do. So it made that last week of like peak, like easy. And I could just come here and train. Well, not train, but compete. Of course. I treat, I treat yeah, everything yeah. like a training session. So I just came here to have fun. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, I was prepared for it. So yeah. And you felt recharged. Yeah, I was that's, good. That's the best part about it. I had three days of 10 hours of sleep before right. I competed. So. so let's flip the switch going from your insane training frequency and volume. Joe, when you're in a prep, what does your training split kind of look like? Well, it's, you guys are both 242 pounds, right? You compete, you compete at 220 and 242. And yeah. yeah. You know, so similar totals. You do reps like a real man. And <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking stronger than me. Like, Jesus. Like he's he's way stronger than I am. Like, but I've. I don't know. I think it's just different. It's different training styles, different, different people. Um, and I, I do a lot of like, uh, 
thinking too I'm think I think too fast and then my mouth doesn't catch up. Gotcha. Uh, so <laughs> I train I train submaximally. I usually train submaximally. I'm I'm the type of guy that is like the freight train lifter. I want to always push. I want to always like drive ahead and like bust through everything and I could do that for a while, but I sort of got to a point where it wasn't working anymore and I kept like either missing reps in training or just getting beat up or like little tweak injuries, little bullshit things that would just hold me back and hamper all of like my upcoming totals and all that stuff. And I had to just kind of regulate myself and like reel my reel myself back in and try to train more sub maximally and just be generally smarter about it. Like I, if I, like Jamal was saying, like it's all auto regulation and I, I really firmly believe like there's value to somebody saying like if you have a coach or a training partner or if you've just written your own thing and you're like I'm squat I'm squatting 500 for five today and you go in and everything like you've you've made your meals you've eaten your meals you got eight hours of sleep everything's going fine everything should be moving fine but then your last warm-up feels like dog shit sometimes just the the winds of fate don't fucking blow yeah they don't fucking blow in your favor and you just kind of have to be okay with like well maybe 500 for five isn't gonna happen today like 475 for five is better than fucking missing 500 for five so just hit that you know it's Mm -hmm. it's about building momentum and being okay like trying to be as objective as you can be in a very subjective matter because like you're either your biggest fan or your worst enemy or like your harshest critic because I get so pissed off because I see I see Jamal pull fucking 970 pounds at like at just light speed and I've been struggling with my deadlift uh, for the longest time I haven't hit a deadlift PR in a meet in three and a half years because of just a variety of reasons and it's I admittedly I get very very frustrated and very upset about that and it's like if he can do it why the fuck can't I but at the same time, I also have to understand that, like, there are lots of different factors at play here. Like, I have uh, dorsal scapular nerve compression, which affects my left hand. Like Excuses. My- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's just kind of, it, there's like some there's some stuff going on. And it's, that, that was yeah. seriously affecting you for a long time, wasn't it? It fucked me up real bad for a period of like Were six months. Were you losing months. feeling? Yeah. Um, com- no grip? No, no grip. Uh, it actually, it was like complete compression. So if, when I got really, really lean a couple of months ago, my left lat is literally half the size of my right lat. Um, like I, I went from in September, October, November, November of 2018, I hit a PR bench triple at 505 for three. Mm-hmm. And then a month later, I was failing 225 pounds because the lat and the tricep literally Holy could crap. not fire whatsoever. And then um, very shortly after that, I ruptured the left distal biceps tendon, probably because it and in, like the entire load was placed on the oh, bicep, none on the lat. Oh, and it, uh, like I, my shoulder was just completely internally rotated. And the only thing that really alleviated it was not doing shit for months like and doing so i did cervical traction every day i bought a cervical traction unit for like six hundred dollars and i just i got it sitting on my living room floor and i just still to this day like sitting it like once a week once or twice a week just because it's uh funnily enough you like i'm sure you guys have seen that stupid bar bending video that uh i'm like it's one I of my favorites for or whatever it's my favorite <laughs> yeah it's, it's ridiculous but um 
that I honestly think that may have been what caused it because I have a slight herniation in my C1, C2, and that ball just probably what fucked with the like the uh, the dorsal scab nerve, and it's just really really frustrating because I still deal with that. Um, it's 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 just something that I kind of have to be okay with. And like, we, I went way tangent there, but uh, it's just like different situations call for different responses because like I may struggle with my deadlift repeatedly, but I can also use like people like Jamal, people like Kaylor, people like uh, I'm trying to think of another person that just struggles with the deadlift, but they've done really well at it. Uh, just anybody like I can, like if they can do it, why can't I? And you can use that to fuel your training, but you also have to be objective enough to say that I'm not that fucking guy either. Like it's, right. it, I, I can't just expect to figure out hook grip. And then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pull 900 fucking pounds. That's the it's, most frustrating part of powerlifting mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that just physiology, genetics plays such a biomechanics plays such mm-hmm. a big role yes. in what and, you're, and, and your fucking brain like the way you look at things too and think about things because we all react differently yeah mm-hmm. yeah like my whole prep for like after boss of bosses only thing i was focused on was hook grip like mm-hmm. that was my main thing like i'm like i'm known as a deadlifter so if i don't deadlift good in my next meet i'm shit like I, I can't do that anymore so i had to fix it i watched joe Solomon's video on youtube i i watched like 30 videos like i've I've watched every fucking hook rip video that you can watch. Like I've watched them all and I watched this video is like something click. Like I just kind of learned how to set my hands properly. Then over time, like that was like 11 weeks out. So what's the, the trick? Now, hold on. I, I, now, did you get this from a video or is this your own tool? The nail thing? I don't know. Just got the nails too. He, he told he told me the nails. Oh, thing he too, told bro. me the nail thing. See, and this oh. is what's fucking bullshit. That looks so grimy, by I, the I, way. I, know, <laughs> so, I almost ripped this shit. The price off of strength, huh? Yeah, it's so stupid. Jesus but, like, this nail. is what's so stupid. It's a reverse coke nail because that's your pinky. But, uh, <laughs> but this is what's so stupid because like I put up that video because I've always struggled with it and like I have to I have to be really really good at coaching and like figuring out the fucking nuances of deadlifting because I've had to claw and scratch for everything. And then I remember you messaged. Me me on instagram and you're like dude this fucking helped me so much and i'm like are you fucking serious and then you go and pull 970 pounds i'm like this is fucking stupid yeah man. so it's like yeah. you're helping first, your competition give me some of that like where's mine <laughs> so yeah at first like i was just smash gripping like i was just like using two fingers to smash gripping mm-hmm. my thumb um he told me like in this video i said grow your thumbnail so you can get well you didn't use three fingers. I used three fingers. So I was able to get my ring finger on my thumb as well. Um, and over time, I kind of learned how to push my skin over, pushing my skin over and then yeah. grabbing my, I was able to get on the other side of my thumb even more. Like past the second knuckle? No, yes. No. So when you're skin, if you just push your thumb against the bar, uh-huh. you still have that centimeter of skin you have to grab over. So when I push my thumb against the bar, I move the skin over allowing me to actually grip on the other side of the thumb oh wow so it makes that that reach a little bit easier it's like actually rotating the thumb kind yeah. of right yeah wow so i'm pushing against the bar but i'm also pressing against the bar and moving my thumb my, my thumb skin sounds painful does that hurt more it doesn't hurt it it's, doesn't it's, for me it hurt i have i have <laughs> tiny little fucking baby hands yeah, like too. i got bitch hands but it hurts more for me I but i think it, yeah i think it just lets you sit the bar like deeper yeah so yeah and i i can't really some people like do like a fingertip hook grip. I, I have to actually hold the bar so I can feel it. And then I set my like 
I don't know. I had to change my whole approach to the deadlift. Like, but over time, I learned how to. It started clicking and got easier over time. But everyone said my momentum. I did not sit in the gym like after trying it four times. Well, not four times, but I did nine oh five, nine forty five twice. Missed both of those. No, I did not for no, missed nine forty five. Tried nine sixty, missed it. Then I tried it again, and, and got I got it. it. So and that was all in one training session. That was my <laughs> max out session. I did wow. a. 750 squat and a 475 bench right before. Damn. Was it nice to shut up the haters? The yeah. people saying that you couldn't hang onto a bar? I still get hate, so. How? I feel like you kind of put your money where your yeah. mouth is. Well, welcome that to one. the internet, bro. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like people say it's, it's still sumo or it's, oh. you oh. only Someone's done always going to preach about not, something. Is that internet? still a thing? I can't Apparently. believe that's still yeah. a thing. So I did I did a conventional day just, just because of that. <laughs> Cause I got so much hate yesterday. Yeah. Like, bro, it's not a real deadlift. That's not even a deadlift. Like, okay, well, Dave, let, me share, let me share my conventional. Yeah, so yeah. I, I still can pull. Like, if I actually train conventional, I can pull 900 pounds. Like, I'm meant for the, the deadlift, so I can deadlift. So it's it's whatever. Yeah, yeah, deadlifters gonna deadlift. Yeah, Look, Kayler's the same way, right? Yeah. We were just talking about it earlier. It's like usually the people who are the best at a particular type of deadlift can also deadlift in the other stance. Joe, you've been in the game for a long time, longest than anyone here. What do you think is the biggest mistake that people make in their training? Uh, not thinking about the long term, you know, because I, I firmly believe that there's no real like career ending injury. There, like you can decide that it's a career ending injury, but it's like it's it's up to you. You know, there's always there's always another meet. There's always another training cycle. There's always another training session. And like. Like Jamal, like bro, <laughs> I hear you're like, yeah, I missed this like two times, and then I did it again, and I'm like, that's fucking awesome, but I really don't think you're gonna, stupid. yeah, it, it's like dumb as fuck, dude. Like I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think you're gonna be able to do that for like the rest of your life, and that's it's like fucking, it's crazy Ed, and it's fucking cool that you can do it now. I have a funny story. Ed Cohen told me like he sent me a message one time. He's like, hey man, you shouldn't be pulling 900 that many times. You only have so many in your body. Like I'm like. Okay, I'm still gonna do it. Like, <laughs> fuck you, old man. Like, I've, I've, I've attempted, I've done a thousand twice with straps. I've attempted a hook grip once, and I missed it five times, I think. So it's, I don't think yeah. I'm still fine. Like I'm not even sore from yesterday. I guess because I'm so efficient in my technique and stuff like that. No, bro, it's because you're young. Well, that too, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I think it catches up to you eventually. <clears throat> Nothing that anyone says is going to make you slow down, but I can tell you from experience that it, it it's coming. You don't. It's you, fucking coming. Yeah, you don't. You don't like the the shirt. I I don't know who had that shirt on, but it says like the limit does not exist. Uh, the, li <laughs> the limit doesn't fucking exist until you run face fucking first into it. Yeah. You know, and it and it will let you know. Like you, it's it's. I, I always did that too. Like you don't know where the line is until you cross it. And like, yeah. you have to cross it you, yourself. You, you walk your own path and you figure it out, but like you, you'll fucking know. No one else yeah. knows what your line is, yeah. but when you get to that line, you'll be like, Oh, this is what they like. Uh, yeah. It also might, it, a lot of the times it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get some huge, crazy injury. I didn't say injury. It might just, no, no yeah, I know, but yeah. I just want to make that distinction for people yeah, who are no. listening. On that note, it, it might just be harder for you to recover and you're like, I'm not feeling so great in training yeah. anymore. Maybe I'll dial back my heavy attempts. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to ask Joe his injuries because I know it's a laundry list. <laughs> cool but have you, have you ever hour. had any serious injuries, Jamal? Um, piriformis, um, sciatic, um, hamstring. Spinal. <laughs> so yeah. just more like chronic yeah, stuff? Just, 
random stuff. Like, I don't ever get hurt while lifting. I get hurt while doing random stuff. Like, I was racing one of the athletes at Georgia State, and I pulled a hamstring. Mm. So it was like just yeah. doing stupid stuff. Powerlifters aren't allowed to have fun. Yeah, yeah. we, we just go anything. up and down, yeah. lifting injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing side to side. Nothing really. I got fast. hurt. I hurt my back picking up a box. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like I can pick up nine hundred pounds, but I can't pick up like a little box on the ground. I guess because it's awkward. I'm used to a barbell, so I don't. You know. just have to sum up. Deadlift pick it up. <laughs> that no, happened to me with our little French bulldog. Remember that? I picked up Riley in a weird position. I'm like, oh god, I'm injured. You guys just Dude, need to that round. happened to no, me. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You guys just need to round your back <laughs> maximally, like I Got do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you have to do. Did <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you just have to take a year off of deadlifting, pretty much? Because, well, I had, how are you coaching? Does squatting? Does every like podcast you guys put out have like a disclaimer? Like, do not look to Alex ever. Can we put that in red? Do it. Do it. Do what he says. Not what he does. Alex. Not only rounds, but 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 you twist to one side. It's oh, like yeah, it's, fucking, it's like round and like your neck show, is like, it's like going it's on fucking, the, huh? Serious question: Do you feel it? No, my bo- my, my bo- well, the, the twist slightly. Like, my body's just like completely like gotcha. formed. It's like one, it one, one ass the cheek is like hurt. slightly larger than the other oh. ass cheek. Oh, everything. Yeah, mm. one ball slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's everybody. My right that's side, my right yeah. side smaller yeah. than my left side in every way. Oh god. But I mean, both your balls are s- small. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was I gonna say before he interrupted me? It's a story of your back. Have you messed yourself up picking up Riley or something? Oh, like that? No, yeah, that was yeah. me. No, 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 no. I was gonna <laughs> say. I was gonna say the day before flying to the U.S. Open in 2018. I'm like packing my stuff. And no, actually, yeah, yeah, it was the same day. 17. 17, you're right. I'm opening the drawer where my underwear is, which is a second drawer. So I'm like slightly bent and literally injured my back there. Dude, I I literally I literally my, had to come in the room and put her underwear on. I, yeah, because I was she so messed she, up, dude. Nice. She, I just hear this scream from the other. It's not nice, by the way. <laughs> no, this was not a this was not a pretty sight. Uh, <laughs> this was if this was bad naked. Yeah. She was just all seized up like. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm she, like, no. She's like, I don't think I can compete. I'm yeah. like, you have to. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I haven't ever heard the term "bad naked," but just know I'm gonna use that. Dude, <laughs> that's that's definitely. I gotta bad send naked. you. I gotta send Definitely you a Seinfeld exists. episode because yeah, yeah, he yeah. date he dates a nudist uh-huh. and he's like and everyone's like oh that's so sick like she's just naked all the time and he's like nah there's good naked and bad naked. <laughs> <laughs> just Seinfeld reference for everything there yeah. is I told yeah. you can we make that the next hybrid shirt yeah. <laughs> bad naked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I know Jamal has a flight to catch soon. So, oh yeah, uh, we're already overtime on you. Yeah, we are. Should, let's do a quick Florida man story. We didn't do it with Stan the other day because Stan it was just all He's business. Too serious, baby. You know? It was all business. When's yeah. your flight? Have you guys ever oh, listened to our podcast boring. before? So at the end of it, we usually do a Florida man segment. You guys yep. know there was that hype a couple years Florida, back yeah. with like search your birthday with Florida man and yeah. stuff. And since we're we're Florida babies, let's see what we got today <laughs> Florida for Florida man. man. Florida. Your state's fucking weird. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean so is Ohio. Look who's talking. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like meth lifting weights and like white trash hipsters. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Mm. What you got? What you got for us, Colin? Oh, this was Caesar's job, but. <laughs> Florida man caught cooking meth in dead person's home. Oh, that's just smart. Like, yeah, that's, did they that's kill them like and then business. start cooking meth? Or were they already dead and then <laughs> started cooking meth? That's yeah, it doesn't even that. seem weird. It just seems like, yeah, what they would do. Yeah. <laughs> I need something to really mm. elevate my heart rate. Florida man emerges from woods to stab another with a machete. 
That's a is typical there, is there contact? Columbia. <laughs> we're in Are you Colombian? We're, yeah. we're in Florida. <laughs> yeah, Machete. It must be South machete. Florida. Right? Okay, machete. St. Augustine. St. Augustine. San Agustin. Ah, this wasn't very good, huh? No, dude, you freaking suck. That's brutal. Hold oh, on, Caesar, 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 here, yeah. come here. No, I got a stank breath right now, bro. Here. Florida man climbs into playground equipment to tell children where babies come from. <laughs> oh, no. Did he, did he end up on a list because of that? <laughs> Let me see this Whoa. guy. That oh, looks like the guy dude, that just tried on, to walk into the real. gym like 20 minutes ago. That is not real. Oh, he's bro. got face tats everywhere. Look at that yeah, gap. You never know. He's got some snaggle teeth. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. I like uh, this one that Garrett found. Florida man repeatedly offers to show IHOP pat- patrons. Patrons or patrons? Patrons. Patrons. patrons? patrons. patrons. <laughs> no, no, no one's on her mind. His genitals. <laughs> Whoa. Nice. Can, you, can we hear that whole sentence again? <laughs> A Florida man who repeatedly shows showed guests at an IHOP condoms as he tried to get them to look at his genitals, stole donuts hours after he was released from jail, according to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. IHOP sells donuts? Huh? IHOP sells donuts? Apparently. Uh, so that I just that there's you got so out of that story? So, no, that's yeah, so that that not the important detail. <laughs> there was like, so he showed them condoms. Was he wearing Trying to condoms. show his genitals. Alex, shut up. Deputies <laughs> say they were called to an IHOP at about 3 a.m. Saturday because guests complained about Alan Ibanez approaching their table and offering to display his genitals while he showed them condoms. That's a good salesman right there. He wants to show you what you're buying. You know what I mean? <laughs> how it works. Like he, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 This is yeah. how it works. Yeah. Least, hey, you yeah. know what? If we combined those two Florida man stories and it was the kid, the guy on the playground trying to get the kids <laughs> the condoms and show the genitals, that would have been the best Florida man story ever. <laughs> so that is my them. Florida man cra- story of the day. Yeah, you could Beautiful. almost just make up a Florida man's crazier and crazier. We just I bet, did. We just I bet you don't even have to make it up. You'll say it and it probably has yeah, happened. Probably that's true. Thing, you know? Yeah, that's actually true. Sweet. All right. Well, a fun one, guys. Yeah, guys. Thank you all for uh, for doing this. Um, where can we find you, Jamal? First, the listeners. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. But if, if I want to go Jamal. watch oh, social media. Your fucking address, dude. No, 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 no. All the babes and dudes are gonna show up at your house at night. Please, <laughs> no, I can't do that. Credit card. Jamal underscore B15. You can find me on Instagram. I have a YouTube, but I really don't post. I just post what I do for today. It's something serious. What's the channel? Just Jamal Browner. Yeah, Jamal Browner. Awesome. Sweet, nice. David. At Mother Teresa of Gains. Wow. Yeah, I like that. That's crazy, dude. It's, 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 it's a cool story. I was crazy. wondering who that What's was. What's the story? You were, real quick. Yeah, yeah. All right. Real quick. I was at a gas station, put in some gas. You're out of time. Out of time. Got it. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting, go ahead. There was a homeless man. He had nothing to eat. I had no cash on me. And I was like, listen, I got something better for you. It, we had an incredible conversation. I went to my trunk of my car, had a bunch of protein bars. It was like a, it was when I was working at the high school. I gave it to him. And he goes, are you serious? I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I don't have any cash. You're, you seem like a really good guy. And you probably shouldn't even be on the streets to begin with. And so he stopped, looked at the protein bars, looked at me. He knew what they were. He's like, you're like Mother Teresa of games. <laughs> <laughs> and like that fucking stuck with me. Dude, this is way and too then, sweet of a story, bro. I'm going to cry. Then, <laughs> and later that month is when I created my first Instagram account. There you go. And that's what it was. There you go. That's so a, stuck that's, with it. Uh, and everybody, awesome. and obviously being a coach, it kind of plays hand in hand with it. So, yeah. And that's how Thor became the world's strongest man. <laughs> <laughs> Joe? Yeah. Joe, what about you? At Joe Sullivan Powerlifter. 
Not and creative. if you're in Ohio, check you're out your gym. Yeah, come to Pinnacle Performance Ohio. Uh, and the Arnold Sports Festival? Yeah. No, <laughs> also come, known as? Uh, maybe next year, Contingency Fest. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, that. We'll figure it out, but I think we'll do it again next year. I had a good time. Yeah, so, yeah, that was absolutely. awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks again on behalf of yeah. the uh, the whole powerlifting community, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm just glad you guys are here. Seriously, yeah. I, I had a lot That's of fun, good. and I hope you guys did too. So, we did. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. By the way, this podcast was sponsored by Go Strong Equipment. We forgot to say it at the beginning. So yeah. if you guys are looking for the best equ- equipment ever, the best racks, the best monoliths, the best benches, the best everything, hit these guys up. They're the best. That incline bench looks fucking nasty. Dude, how sick is the that, Fuslar? huh? The Fuselar? The Fuselar, dude. That was his Him, idea. you need to switch the name to the Fuselar. God <laughs> darn it. Let's just start calling it the Fuselar. Yeah. <laughs> when we get one, we're just only going to call it that. Like. <laughs> okay, bye. All right, bye. <laughs>